Some say the world will end in fire. Some say in ice. From what I've tasted of desire, I hold with those who favor fire. But if it had to perish twice, I think I know enough of hate to say that for destruction, ice is also great and would suffice. Fire and Ice by Robert Frost Episode 2. This is the problem. I have never been a lover of poetry, and that remains true. But from the moment I heard Fire and Ice, something in my soul knew it would be relevant to my life. And after the events of my senior year of high school, I believed Robert Frost with my whole heart. I held with those who favor fire. And I wore that belief for all to see, a fiery reminder of what I had learned to be true. By the time I met Owen, I had risen from the ashes, but the embers on my head had not gone out. I wonder if he saw them burning when we met. I wonder if he knew that my red hair was a testament to the fiery ending I had experienced. The fiery ending I did not want to repeat. Instead of extinguishing the flames within me, he helped me to grow them into something beautiful. He reminded me that fire did not have to destroy. I don't remember when those beautiful, gentle flames began to suffocate. I don't remember when things started getting colder. All I know is that now, almost two years later, something has changed, and my red hair feels heavy and untrue. My hair had been an emblem for so long. It had been a testament to the feelings I could not express, but its message no longer matched my reality. I thought about all of this as I stood outside the hair salon. I passed this place every time I went to Owen's apartment, but I had never gone inside. I was tired of the wait. I was tired of the dishonesty. I was tired of pretending that I hadn't changed. Owen seemed to be oblivious to it, but so much had changed. It had begun with the freezing of time. We fell into a pattern of sorts. At first, I thought this was the start of Owen becoming my forever, but as time passed, this routine became less comforting and more exhausting. Instead of stepping into our future together, we found ourselves frozen in the past. Nothing was changing, and somehow, everything was changing. The flames were dying, and Owen was cool and calm and indifferent. Owen remained unbothered, despite the plummeting temperature. Frost said that ice is the result of hate, I disagree. For me, ice was the numbing indifference of being looked at but not being seen, being recognized but not being noticed. However, Frost was right about its ability to destroy. Ice does not destroy in the same way that fire destroys. Fire rages and burns and scars. Ice creeps up on you. Ice does not shout. Ice grasps at the edges, slowly growing until you find yourself standing on a sidewalk, staring at the window of a hair salon, 
thinking about how your hair is now a lie and possibly more parts of your life are also lies. Perhaps more has changed than you have allowed yourself to admit. I think when I finally walked into the salon, I was trying to walk back to Owen. I wasn't walking away. I was hoping that if I highlighted these changes, it would open his eyes, that maybe we could fix this together. He opened the door after I knocked. He looked at me the same way he always did. He looked at me with a genuine love, but he didn't really see me. It was like he saw me out of focus. He did not say, you cut your hair. He did not say, your hair is blue. He said, Hey, how was your day? I thought I might cry, but I didn't. I suppose the ice had worked its way up to my eyes, freezing any tears that might have formed. I simply said, it was all right. How was yours? I used to think the weight on my shoulders was from my hair. I thought that cutting it would be like cutting ties with my past. I thought we could start fresh. But the weight on my shoulders was heavier than ever as I stepped through that door. I used to hold with those who favor fire. But now, now I know the pain that comes with ice. It brings a slow death, fools the oblivious, and strangles the observant. For destruction, ice most definitely can suffice. Grief often comes in waves. It beats against you, tossing you about like a boat set adrift in the open sea. Harper knew this feeling. She did not care for it. Harper was glad that she had found her way back to shore. She was no longer at the mercy of the waves. She was standing on dry ground, and the troublesome waves were nothing but a distant piece of the horizon. And yet, Harper wondered if she had made the right choice. Maybe she should have tried harder. Maybe she should have waited out the storm. Maybe she should have stayed. She wondered where Owen was right then. Was he better off without her? Was he experiencing a new kind of storm? Harper stopped herself. She was not going to let this happen. She would not let herself drift out to sea again. Perhaps she and Owen would eventually find their way back to each other. Harper truly believed it was a possibility, but her sole condition would be this. They would stand together on dry land. She would never allow the waters to become her home again. <laughs> 